Hey, before we get going, first of all, I want to thank you guys for listening to the show. We greatly appreciate all of your support. It means a lot to both me and my co-host here. We're working hard to entertain you every single week, but behind the scenes, I'm working hard on something else. I want to share with you. Check out this five-star review from my man, John K up in Raleigh, North Kakalaki. He wrote, I've been a fan of Conrad's podcast for several years, given how home values have skyrocketed in our area in the last 12 months. I wanted to see if a refi that could consolidate our credit card debt was worth exploring. Diane, Brandy, and Bill were an absolute pleasure to work with. This was by far the smoothest mortgage process and fastest closing out of the four I've been through. Thanks to first family. We were able to refinance to a lower rate and pay off all of our credit card debt. This will save us north of $800 a month. I cannot stress how huge that is for my wife and our two kids. This is the fresh start we've needed. I can't thank the team enough and will recommend first family to all of my family and friends. Thanks. No, thank you, John. I greatly appreciate your support. And thank you for leaving me that review over at conradreviews.com. Don't take my word for it, guys. We make saving money fast and easy. See for yourself what people are saying at conradreviews.com, but then give us a call. Find out how much money you can save for free at 888-425-0105. Yes, that's a toll-free call. Or maybe if you think you have a unique situation, just shoot me an email, conrad at savewithconrad.com. Or better yet, get a quick quote right now. Find out how much money you can save for free. John saved more than 800 bucks a month. What's your number? How much can you save? Find out at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention we're licensed in more than 40 states? And with rates as low as they are right now, it's not a matter of if we can save you money. It's a matter of how much. Your home is probably worth more than ever before. And this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to use that equity to change your life. Get out of debt faster with cheaper monthly payments and keep more of your own money at SaveWithConrad.com. That's SaveWithConrad.com. Back again this week to remind you of the amazing value you can find over at AdFreeShows.com right now. And what better way than to play an example of why? Give us a little scouting report. What do you see as his strengths and what do you see as his weaknesses? Paul, you can jump in here anytime. Well, I think uh, Sting's fairly quick. It's not as quick as I am. Uh, he lacks size, and I, I, I'm not quite so sure about his strength. I think that's questionable. What do you think, Paul? Well, I think it's about time that Sting worked his way up to ladder to where now he can meet a genuine superstar like Ravishing Rick Rude. He uh, he definitely has a weak uh, a weak heart, though. You know, he's got this... He has a tendency to quit, doesn't he, Paul? Oh, most definitely. You know, the thing is, here's a guy that wears bozo makeup on his face. He draws his strength from all the little children that pay to see him at the arenas. And sooner or later, as soon as you break his spirit, it's easy as one, two, three with the root awakening. What would be an illustration of him quitting, Paul? Yes, that's the radio show from the early 90s with good old JR as he and Paul Heyman talk with ravishing Rick Rude about Sting. And if you want to hear the rest of Paul's thoughts on why Sting would be a quitter, then sign up now for access to this and many more archived episodes of this fantastic radio show. In addition to all the other content and interactive events, you hear Conrad and team talk about each and every week. To do it now, make the jump and become a member of the fastest growing wrestling community over at adfreeshows.com. Let me tell you something about Tony Schiavone. 
You can get all of your What Happened When shirts at lewisrules.com. And let me tell you another thing. You can get even more gimmicks at boxofgimmicks.com. That's the official store of What Happened When and ad-free shows. You can get shirts and hoodies and tank tops. And let me tell you another thing. You can get mugs and posters and beach towels. Don't be a bald-headed geek. Head on over to lewisrules.com and boxofgimmicks.com. You undercover hillbilly. Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Rocket promotion. Tony answers what they win. Look, Shivani's back again. World title split off center stage. Bischoff, Disney Hogan, and Nitro. New World Order and the Crow. Under Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinny Mac, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch along, try not to laugh, Lois rules cat back. This wasn't the initial plan, Tom Zing's a good looking man. Quondike Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. What happened when? WHW Monday. And now, let's go to the ring, and here's your co-host, Hey Hey. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Well, Conrad, I think I'm living my best life. Oh, really? Yeah, I am, and I think I can uh, thank you for that, for the beginning of that. We came out of Chicago. Uh, I I haven't spent uh, 10 days away from the house in a long time, but I did in Chicago and then going to Cincinnati and in retrospect, when I look back at it, I'm thinking, wow, this was some great stuff. This was a great time to be a wrestling fan. I've said that many times, said it on the air, but really it's a great time just to, to be me. I I'm enjoying everything that I'm doing right now. And thank you for that. Thanks for everybody. So how are you doing? How are you? I'm damn good. Thanks for asking. Man, I'm great. I'm excited that we have a uh, top guy weekend and low key, big hog weekend in the rearview mirror. I feel like we exceeded expectations. If you haven't already make plans to join us next year, let me explain over at adfreeshows.com And of course at patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday, you get our shows early and ad free. Now on the ad free side, you get every single show, but on WHW, you get the Tony Schiavone experience which doesn't include as nearly as much dog hair as you imagine. Uh, but the idea is you get our shows early and ad free. You get some bonus content, you get some interactive stuff. So you get to zoom with Tony or zoom with some of your favorite hosts. 
uh, and we try to overwhelm you with content. And I think we do a pretty good job there, but we have a tippy top tier where if you're a top guy or a low key big hog, yes, it costs a little more money. But what you're really investing in is one superstar studded weekend. Uh, so this past week, as we're talking now, we had one of the biggest, if not the biggest AEW pay-per-view of all time. And we thought, Hey, you know what? They're going to run TV, the new rampage show on Friday nights on TNT, then have a day off. And then the big pay-per-view, I think we should fill that day off with fun shenanigans and boy, did we. So we went to the old Starcast hotel. We got things kicked off on Friday night. We did a little, uh, mean tweet receipts. Well, first of all, we did a happy hour and everybody who came got a loaded gift bag, just loaded down with a ton of really cool swag that you couldn't find anywhere else. And then after that was done and everybody had made some cocktails, cause yes, we had bartenders and everyone had checked out the real butterfly robe from the A and E special, the actual Ric Flair robe that he wore at the 92 rumble. You could also check out the big gold belt, the old NWA tag titles, uh, both of, uh, Kurt Angle's TNA titles, and even the WrestleMania 17 winged Eagle or big Eagle, rather the rock Austin belt from the main event. And then everybody settled down in their socially distanced tables. And I'll be darned if we didn't have mean tweet receipts with myself and Jeff Jarrett, we followed that up with uh, a very entertaining Eric fires back this time with video clips. So Eric could see the video and then fire off on the guys. Uh, and then we had a really cool, uh, session where we got to do a rampage watch along. So we watched the live event, gave away some cool prizes. And then Mike Kyoto did a mailbag where he just let it rip tater chip and told all kinds of stories that we probably should never air. <laughs> and then we did a little thing called rebels karaoke, but it wasn't just rebel. Was it Tony? We, uh, were. It was a lot of people, a lot of AEW stars showed up. I was completely, well, rebel and I were completely shocked. We had invited a lot of people and we had made our way over, uh, from the venue or the now arena, we'd made our way over and it was in the car. It was me and rebel. I think Brit and maybe somebody else, just a couple of us and rebel. And I were talking, we don't know who's going to show up. All of a sudden in the side door there where all the talent came through, they just kept coming through. We're talking, uh, orange Cassidy butcher, uh, the blade and the bunny, um, Brian cage showed up. Ricky, Ricky Starks. Starks. Yeah. yeah. Ricky Starks powerhouse Hobbs showed up. I I'm going to miss a lot of people. I know, but they just kept filing in and filing in and filing in and the dark order jungle boy, Luchasaurus. Yes. Right. Tony Khan himself, Tony Khan himself. It's like, wow. And rebel was so thrilled. She looked at me. She said, you're the reason these people showed up. I said, no, I'm not. She said, yes, you ask all these people to show up and they responded because they respect you. I said, listen, they showed up because they love you. And they showed up because there was free booze. Well, yeah, we <laughs> so, promoted yeah. free booze in the green room and boy, did we deliver. Yeah. Uh, yeah so. We, 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 uh, we, we partied so late Friday night that, uh, the city had to shut us down, uh, mm. about, I don't know, one thirty or so, but it was a tremendous time. Uh, and then we got early start the next morning with the Kurt angle show doing live Q and A's. And then it was time for something special. What happened when live and we watched, which we're going to watch here next month, uh, where dusty Rhodes was attacked by the horseman in the parking lot of Jim Crockett promotions, where they, uh. They broke his arm. Make it good. Many of us remember that. Right. 
but you, you and I didn't do that show. It was you and a very special guest, right? David Crockett showed up and did the show with me. And David was in such a great mood, was so happy to be there and was so nice to everybody. I got a lot of feedback about David being there, about how great it was to meet David and how happy they were to meet him, how nice he was to everybody. And it was great. It, it was great uh, being with David again, being on the, uh, on the stage with him and, and looking at the show. And, um, I don't think David worried so much about watching the show, just talking to everybody. It was, it was tremendous. Great. He had yeah. such a great time and he was such a joy to spend the weekend with in the backstage area. Then we took a quick lunch break and then it was time for grilling Jr. live. But again, who wants Conrad when you can have a very special guest, we had mm. Jerry, the King Lawler. And I don't know, given everyone's contractual status that we'll ever see another, um, Jr. and the King live show, of course, in another world, in another time and place, they did that show all over the country. Yeah. But these days, uh, it was a double secret probation type of deal, but we pulled it off and Jerry Lawler was there as a special surprise, but the surprises weren't done at four 15. We started the Arn show live. And of course we wanted to talk about old school tag team wrestling. Well, who better to do that with Arn than FTR special guest surprise FTR, then a quick dinner break. Then it was time for my world live and unbelievably we had Jeff Jarrett and Scott Demore in the same room for the first time since they sat across from each other in a courtroom. Wow. Oh, what a tangled web we weave, but man, Scott Demore perhaps stole the show. Uh, he is like a baby Bruce Pritchard with his storytelling ability and mark my words. He will have a hugely successful podcast one day when he's no longer the executive at impact wrestling, but really process that Tony Khan stopped by. David Crockett stopped by Scott Demore stopped by. So the guy who runs AEW, the guy who runs impact and the guy who helped run Jim Crockett promotions, which we're about to watch, but as, as, as if that wasn't enough, then we did a, an after hours watch along. That was our, our big finish, our big finale. And the big surprise was Mark Madden. Oh, Mark Madden joined us. And by us, mm -hmm. I mean, Eric Bischoff and Tony Schiavone to watch. Mm -hmm. The final war games were sting was surfer sting that famous mm -hmm. angle from September of 1996, as we uh, hear at the 25th anniversary. And then what do you know? The former big show, AKA the giant, AKA Paul white came out. How about that? Yeah, that was pretty exciting. We watched his match too. I do believe from that show. That's exactly right. And so we had Paul come out. Paul was in a great mood and was very, very, uh, receptive and, uh, and then we did something very special after that. It was time for an adoption ceremony. Yeah. Well, our, our good buddy, Brooke Bauckham, who has been such a big supporter of ours. She really has her and her a knucklehead husband who she probably got at a dime store. Patrick had been there all weekend. And, uh, Brooke had always said to me, she said, I, I really want to be adopted by the Shivani family. And I said, and I, th I, I just got an idea. You know what? I think we're going to adopt her. And she had told me that her mother, who's no longer with us, and she and her mother used to watch wrestling together when she was younger. And, and Sting was her mom's uh, biggest. She loved Sting. So I talked to Steve about it, and Sting said, absolutely, sure. So we adopted her. I adopted her officially. And then I said, we need a godfather, and Sting walked out. 
and it was uh, it was a pretty special moment. A special moment for me because of how uh, how much I love Brooke and and Patrick, and she just obviously she was overcome, uh, overwhelmed, overcome with joy. So it was a great moment. I thought I really did, and I, I just think that that moment kind of encapsules what uh, Top Guy Weekend slash big uh, Loki Big Hog Weekend is all about. And that is that we have, through this podcast, developed not fans, but friends. Yes. We've, we've become a community. We've, we've gotten to know people. We've, uh, as big a shithead as Adam Demoy could, can be, he was there and was great. And my daughter even said, you know, that Adam Demoy is a troll on Patreon, but he is really a nice guy. I said, yeah, he's one of us. We're all fans. And we share this common bond, this love for wrestling. And this podcast has, uh, that we do, What Happened When, which, by the way, we're heading towards our sixth season. Come in January, on. <laughs> in January, it'll be our sixth season. This podcast, and especially the Patreon channel and the top uh, ad-free shows, has put us all together. As you and I are talking right now, I did a Zoom call last night, and we just stayed on there for an hour and a half, and I just go around the table, ask them what's going on in their lives, and they tell me, and we talk and comment back and forth, and so we've developed a a, a family, lack of a better term, friendship, and, and uh, I just think that uh, adopting Brooke was a good way to 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 end it all. Just let everybody know how close we are. So what a wonderful time, memorable, really memorable moments. You know, they're going to say to me. Years from now, if I'm alive, they're going to say to me, do you remember, what do you remember about that weekend in Chicago? I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to remember the surprises like Ruby Soho, like Adam Cole and like Brian Danielson. And I'm going to remember adopting Brooke Balkum. So those are moments that are going to stand out to me. So that's how special this whole weekend was. Make plans to join us. Uh, Tony, I haven't even told you this, but I've already started the wheels in motion for next oh. year's location. Oh. Uh, I know originally we had said, Hey, you're going to come here to Huntsville, but I think people had such a good time with our setup. I thought, you know what? If it ain't broke. Don't fix it. So we started to tinker a little bit and I'm mm. wor working on some quotes and some strategies for next year. Here's the thing though, guys, you can't just wait until we announce it and say, okay, now I want to upgrade. I want to be a top guy or I want to be a low key big hog. Go ahead and make plans now and, uh, and upgrade and join us next year. I feel like I should mention too. There were no new monies exchanged. When you came to this thing, you didn't need your wallet unless you were planning on drinking some alcoholic beverages, you know, otherwise you're good to go. It's not like you're standing in line and here's my ticket where I paid to meet sting, or here's my ticket where I paid to, you know, have a conversation with David Crockett. No, you're just, you're part of the club, man. There's, there's no money exchanged. And, uh, we're just tickled that we were able to give such a cool experience the feedback I saw was incredible. Uh, people were routinely saying this was the best wrestling weekend of their life because it started with our, I, I'm going to brag on us a little bit, our great event. And then it finished with what a really special pay-per-view you guys put together that Sunday. And, uh, we're excited to be back with you today. Uh, we're back on track. We're going to be talking about all things, Jim Crockett promotions today. I want to go ahead and give everybody a, a bit of an update. September of 1986 was a little different. 
they used to do these shows in 86. Uh, they didn't start this way, but eventually in 86, they would tape them in the morning, air them that afternoon or that evening in 85, they were taping them like a week ahead. Well, as you recall, during the whole great American bash tour, the taping schedule was thrown off a little bit, but here it's happening again. So there was a very special Sunday edition of world championship wrestling that aired on the 14th. It was taped on the seventh mm. at WTBS studios. We know for sure. Tully and Arn tagged up there to take on Vernon Deaton and Tony Zane, but for whatever reason, that very special Sunday edition, well, it's not listed on the Peacock network. So that's what we would normally be trying to cover is, uh, is what aired on the 14th. Uh, it's, it's not there. Now on the 14th, you guys recorded the sun Saturday morning edition that would air on September 20th. So there's a lot of moving parts. And I assume Tony, since this is the superstation and the time of year that we're talking about here, that you guys were preempted by football. Do I have that right? Yeah. Preempted by football and maybe a Braves doublehead or something. I don't know. Right. But, but, but I, I think that maybe TBS was starting to do football at that time. So in yeah. my notes, I also found, and I know you're going to have fun with this. Okay. There was a lady running around town here. <laughs> Boy, what? There's a lady running around town here. Oh boy. Go ahead. Well, the first time I see her is on September 1st in Greenville, South Carolina. And then she actually appears on TV on an episode of worldwide that was taped on the second and aired on the sixth. She would pop up again on the third at the Dorton arena, the fourth at Cincinnati, Ohio, the fifth at the Richmond Coliseum, yikes, Baltimore on the sixth Norfolk on the 11th Charleston on the 12th on the 14th. It was in Cleveland. And then she was gone. Misty blue. Who did she blow Tony? (laughs) No. So here's the thing. It wasn't common that you guys had female wrestlers, right? Right. In this era, this was very much a guy show. Now, of course we know times have changed and we're thankful for it. I mean, what would we do without Britt Baker? Go ahead and do it. You know, you got a thing here. D M D come on. You do this every oh, week. Right? Go ahead. I didn't know what's thing about me doing D M D D M D. So these days, thankfully, uh, that's changed and we've got, we've got women wrestling, but mm-hmm. the reason I bring this up is not only because there's women wrestling on a Jim Crockett promotion card. And that wasn't commonplace back then, but the rumor and innuendo amongst, um, well, some of the go old ahead. Crockett performers. Mm-hmm. is that Misty blue. This wasn't her first, um, <clears throat> rodeo and show business, right? She had done some porn. Oh, heavens. Mm-hmm. Her and cat LaRue both had done some porn. Uh, I was, I, I had seen the tape. Oh, really? Yeah. Cat. I always thought cat LaRue was like smoking hot. Was she a hell of a hand? <laughs> Don't know. No, so well, you Misty- said you saw the tape. I mean, five oh, that, stars. Yeah, well, yeah, in yeah, I, I, the, the tape doesn't really register with me, but I know I saw it. So, yeah. oh, so you blocked it out? You don't remember? 
I just remember I saw it. I don't remember exactly what. I mean, look, porn's porn, right? It all. Kind oh, of, I I don't know about that. I mean, I think there are some people who would disagree with that. Okay. Um. Well, it was back in the eighties. Maybe she, it's changed a great deal. She was. I mean, listen. Although that's in her background, I do want to pay a little respect here. I believe that even though, you know, how she got into the business might be a little different. Mm. I think killer Kowalski trained her and I think she started wrestling in 85 and she was really one of the more featured women in the NWA back then. Yes, she was probably like the poster girl for the NWA at the time. Right. She was, she was at a lot of our house shows on tour. And as you would imagine, boy, I need to say this carefully because you'll take this and run. I was very friendly with Misty and got to know her and talked a lot. And she really was a great kid. She, I brought this up. She and Kat LaRue would do this spot when I would do the ring announcing on the road to where she would knock Kat up against the ropes where my table was. And Kat would stick her ass through the ropes, bottom rope, and Misty would pull on it right in front of me. It would be what they call the ass spot in front of me. And everybody at ringside would go, oh, Shivani. So there's that. Well, as the story goes, she started as a uh, dancer, Mm -hmm. did a little mud wrestling, did some foxy boxing, Mm -hmm. and then eventually... Stars in a couple of films, consenting adults in 1982 with her Mm -hmm. husband and Ron Jeremy. Mm -hmm. Uh, she was also with Ron in 1983's alley cats. Mm. And then as I read here, she did one more film Mm. slit skirts. Ron Jeremy was her male Mm co-star. And by the way, my research from this came from old Shannon Walsh over at uh, prosportsextra.com. But yeah, there she is working for Jim Crockett promotions. And it's funny because as everybody knows, this is pre-internet. Uh, and I don't know that these days, well, maybe these days it's okay, but it does feel like once upon a time, adult films were not necessary or adult content was not necessarily, um, socially acceptable, shall we say? Well, listen, I think if someone who had been in uh, the porn industry, was wrestling force today. I don't think that would be accepted. Do you? I think it's okay. Now. I think, I don't, really? think I don't think you can shame sex work and things like that anymore. I think people are more accepting of it. I mean, I know a few years ago, there was uh, a couple of folks who tried their hand and, and, and I think that's fine. I mean, Hey, more power to you. Chase your dreams, right. Bubba, do what you want to do. But I do think once upon a time, you know, if. Like, let's say the internet existed in 1986. It's hard for yeah. me to wrap my head around Jimmy and David and Francis and Jackie. I don't think they would have said, oh no. But since this was like a whispered hush thing, nobody really knows. Let's just go ahead. Sure. Sure. And how about this too? I don't think it should matter just Mm-mm. for what we're talking about. If she was trained and she could perform and she was mm-hmm. a draw and she could sell tickets, who cares? Mm-hmm. It's not like it, what's in her rearview mirror was a crime. No, exactly. And I feel the same way today about this. And frankly, she was doing what everybody was doing. There just happened to be a camera rolling. That's all. 
Exactly. I want to mention too, before we get going here, um, in September of 86, something else pretty big happens. Well, maybe not. I want your take. Okay. I have in my notes here that the Crockett's purchased the central states territory. Whoa. But when I talked to Mr. Crockett about that in our conversations with Conrad, uh, several months ago at this point, uh, before he tragically lost his life, I mean, talk about timing, Mm. uh, he said it was more like a, Hey, they were folding. So we just took it over type deal. Right. Do you remember the central states quote unquote acquisition? I remember we started going out and being in charge of their production. I remembered Wayne Daniel, who was our videotape guy. And basically because we didn't have an edit bay and we didn't know how to edit, we didn't have the equipment to edit. Wayne edited tape machine to tape machine, which was really old school stuff. They sent Wayne out to look over their production because Wayne said, I remember Wayne saying to me, he said, I don't know if you've seen their show, but it fucking sucks. It was like a one camera shoot, a one freaking camera shoot. They would station a camera and that was it. And they had a television show and they did pretty good business in the central States area. So Wayne went out and Emerson went out and we changed the way they shot their TV show at that time. That's what I remember about it. As far as talent, as far as using talent or swapping talent out again, I don't, I think what happened is they became a vehicle for Jim Crockett promotions in the central States. I don't think that. This may where this may have been where Bobby Jaggers came in, uh, and maybe some of the other guys came in that uh, Jim started to book. But I remember the production side of it because it was it was pretty shitty, and it was like I I, I don't know I guess it's an old school mentality, and it, the old school mentality was, you know, this <clears throat> we have an arena business. And they're going to watch TV show regardless of how it looks. Let's just put anything up there. Right. Right. And that's the reason their ass went out of business. That's right. Exactly. That, that they just, the, the old school promoters did not have, did not have a handle on TV production. Vince McMahon did. And that's why he prospered. And that's why that I'm telling you right now, if you take a look at the, the, history of pro wrestling. The reason that Vince is a multi-billion dollar company right now is production. Best looking TV show out there. And it started and he ran away from everybody else. Jim Crockett followed suit and did a pretty good job, but didn't do anything close to what uh, Vince McMahon was doing. So central States basically folded up. We took over their production, started producing their shows and Wayne would go out there and Wayne uh, would go out there and shoot the shows. And I think, I don't even know if any of the old central state stuff is out there at all, but I think around this time, you're going to see a difference in their shows. I wanted to, um, wasn't bulldog Bob Brown, one of their big stars. You know, I have to admit, I don't know much about central states wrestling. I don't think I've seen very much. Uh, footage from back then. Cause Kansas city was there, was there obviously their big place, but you would think St. Louis would be their big place, but no St. Louis was completely different. 
It wasn't part of Central State. I, St. Louis was a thing of it. You you know more about this than I do. Well, I, I know that um, while Flair and everybody had a ton of respect for Sam Mushnick. Right, right. That could not be, always be said about Bob Geigel. Right, right, exactly. And supposedly, now remember now, Bob Geigel is a guy who was uh, just based on his proximity to St. Louis, been mm-hmm. considered a power player, even if, as as Flair said, yeah, whatever that means, I was wrestling pork chop cash in a goddamn parking lot in the mud, you know, that type of shit. Right. Um, of a car dealership, you know, he'd right. set up a ring right in the mud near a car dealership. Come on down yeah. and get you a new Chevy. And, oh, we got the world champion over here. Just walk over and meet him type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Real carny shit. Right. Yes. Uh, so anyway, supposedly I believe the insinuation was Geigel didn't exactly sell to Jim Crockett, but Crockett had all the momentum here by 86. Mm-hmm. So if we position it, like it's sale, we like, it's a sale, then we can leave with some, some dignity, if you will. Yeah. And if you're Jim Crockett promotions, it looks like, man, you're big and you're going worldwide and now you run central States. So, and let's get them out of the way and get our stuff. And, and I think bulldog Bob Brown was one of their big stars, but I don't think any of their big stars ended up on our TV show. Again, we just kind of steamrolled them. I. Did you ask about, uh, Don Owens, uh, out in Seattle? We did. What was, what, what happened with that promotion? Same thing. Kind of the, uh, the video is available at adfreeshows.com where you can mm-hmm. see our entire two part interview with, uh, Jim Crockett. And speaking of that, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this past week I put episode three in the can. Of course, we started conversations with Conrad with, uh, Jim Hurd. Uh-huh. And then we, our follow-up effort was with Jim Crockett uh-huh. and we deviated. It is not a gym, but mm. number three is in the can. And we hope to have that out in the next month or so. Now it's time to get to editing. It'll probably be a two-parter. It ran just under four hours, but I think when we splice some stuff in, we'll be at that four hour mark. So we should have two good little sit down interviews for a part one and a part two coming your way sooner rather than later, Tony. All right. Can't wait. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late to find yourself at a railway crossing, waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there, you may feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't ever to the naked eye trains often appear to be further away and moving slower than they are. And they can't stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brakes right away. It can take a train over a mile to stop over a mile to stop by that time it's too late. And the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it ends in disaster. And if the signals are on, the train is on its way and you just need to remember one thing. Stop trains. Can't, uh, one more thing before we get going. I know we normally don't talk about current stuff, but I, I want to get your take on this because I know mm-hmm. you have a, a strong opinion about, well, frankly, everything. Uh, but as you and I clicked record this morning, literally since we've started recording, okay. Cultaholic.com has reported that 
Disney's going to buy WWE within the next two years. Wow. Now, of course, as with everything else, this is, um, rumor and innuendo. Mm-hmm. However, I want us to play pretend for a minute. Mm-hmm. How does that news strike you? It's not surprising. I think there's been a part of me that thinks that they've been trying, they've been getting ready to sell for quite a while. Right. And number two is, I don't think a television company, which is what Disney is. Well, they're an entertainment company. I get it. But I don't think a television network can successfully run a wrestling company. Well, I'm glad you said that. And I'm glad we're having this discussion because I'm looking forward to it. Okay. You say that because Mm -hmm. you went through the WCW experience, correct? Mm -hmm. That's right. Having said that, Mm -hmm. wouldn't you agree that today more than ever wrestling is a television product? Yes. Once upon a time, when you first broke in in 1983, it was by and large a live event business. That's right. And television existed simply to sell tickets to those live events. It was like an infomercial to come on out to the arena. We're going to give you very little substance. We're going to give you a lot of sizzle and pique mm-hmm. your interest. But if you really want to see this bad guy, get what's coming to him. Mm-hmm. We'll see you down at the arena tonight. Right? Right. Right. Eventually we start to add in closed circuit television that becomes pay-per-view somewhere in there. People realize, wait a minute, this quote unquote picture money where the guys are just selling gimmicks at intermission. What if we ship this shit all over the country? Ta-da. There's a new revenue stream now with merch. The business continues to evolve. Licensing becomes a thing. International rights become a thing. But then by and large, the way these companies are staying afloat in 2021 are television rights, right? To me, I think now more than ever wrestling is a television product. So I don't have the trepidation, if you will, Mm -hmm. of a television company owning a wrestling company. Like maybe I would have a generation before. Right. And I get all that, but I, but I, it is a television product. It's not what it used to be, but I think wrestling is unique. It is a hybrid between entertainment and sports. And I think, I really think it's, it, listen, it's hard for me to criticize the WWE. It really is because of the global footprint they have and what they've become. But I really think that when you when you in, when you introduce the Hollywood element, what I consider the Hollywood element into the creative process of putting together matches, of presenting a wrestling show, then you fuck it up. And here's I don't think writers have a place in wrestling. Never thought they had a place in wrestling. And I probably, and there are some writers of the WWE who I've talked to backstage years ago who were big fans of mine and were very complimentary of me. And I hate to say that but some of these are good kids, but you can't script this shit. You can, it, it takes a life of its fucking own. 
the best interviews that are the best interviews that are done in wrestling are ones are absolutely ones that are done off the cuff and done like a real interview and not scripted. And I think I just think that the best the best you can do in wrestling is have a wrestling company that runs wrestling on TV and a TV network that work together. If you have heard, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to divulge any secrets here, but if you have heard some of the things that have been said through the years by TV executives about what they thought wrestling should be, it would blow your fucking mind. And if, if Disney takes this over there, it's going to be gigantic. It's going to be big, but it's just going to be another little piece of their television empire, entertainment empire. And it's not going to be the focus. The buck stops with Vince McMahon. The buck stops with Tony Khan. Where's the buck going to stop when Disney takes over the WWE? Who's going to be in charge? Uh, well, Mickey, you fucking goose. Exactly. So go talk to fucking Mickey. I can't wait until Mickey okay. has a cinematic match with the undertaker. Uh-huh. There's not room enough for both <laughs> of us. You dead motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. And don't think for a fucking moment that won't be thrown across the table at someone. Uh, and there's, there's the whole crux of the matter right there. Well, hang on now. I've read, okay. I've read somewhere where mm -hmm. an interview with, with, uh, Hunter, mm -hmm. AKA Paul, yeah. uh, said something like, you know, what would a WWE hall of fame look like? Would mm -hmm. it just be a bunch of old trunks on the wall, bunch mm -hmm. of old boots? Yeah. How interesting is that? Right. And that's when I became more convinced than ever that mm -hmm. this thing becomes a park for Disney or universal. Just like yep. there are Harry Potter sections now down there, or there are star yep. Wars sections down there. Yeah. I, I think there will be a thing where you can, you can ride the, the, the cart from WrestleMania three to the ring and you can climb a ladder yeah. trying to get that intercontinental match against a, a hologram, Shawn Michaels, and there'll be an undertaker ride. And I bet yeah. there's a WWE themed hotel and no. blah, blah, blah. And, and how, yeah. how about this? That would totally work because candidly a few years ago, even though Harry Potter had been a hugely successful series of books and an incredible series of movies that just did blockbuster business. When you're just, you know, strolling through the target a handful of years ago, if they had one of those Harry Potter ones, you'd be like, well, who the fuck wants that thing? That's yeah. old shit right there. Right. However, when you're nothing happening, kids are hooting and hollering. They want to go to Orlando and you take them. And you go through that bullshit yourself by the end, even I would be like, well, goddamn, we got to get that fucking look at that thing over there. I mean, now if it wasn't context is King is my point. You got me in buy mode now because you got me in Harry Potter mode, but I'm just rolling ass through the Walmart. I'm not super excited about that Harry Potter wand or whatever, but at the end of that, well, now I'm in. Right. And that became more apparent to me listening to you and Cody talk about those fucking lightsabers that they were selling in Orlando a few years ago, <laughs> where I'm thinking these are two grown 
relatively well-adjusted adults. That might be debatable on your side. Relatively. Okay. Uh, and, <laughs> and they're excited about a lightsaber. And I'm like, uh, I mean, one guy's nearly 40, one guy's a pawpaw and they're like, oh, the fucking new lightsabers. But I understood you went through the park and he got jazzed up about it and he got excited. And so my thing is, as you and I are sitting here now as grown adult men, you know, in our advanced ages, if you will, yep. how's WWE going to get money out of us now? Peacock's free. If you got Comcast, uh, you and I aren't going to buy the dolls or action figures and we're not necessarily lining up to buy wrestling t-shirts. So how are they going to get money from us? Mm-hmm. Here's how, when your grandson wants to go to the WWE park, mm-hmm. They're going to get you over and over and over. They're going to get you on the hotel. They're going to get you on the park passes. They're going to get you on overpriced John Cena drinks with liquor. You can't see you're going to have to stand in line to ride the undertaker tombstone ride that takes you to the depths of hell or you meet the undertaker or some horse shit and Mm -hmm. they'll have a little light up mask or, I mean, you'll be spending money left and right that normally they just wouldn't get from us. And I think some fans are going to see this news and again, this is probably a bullshit report. <laughs> Anytime somebody's like, we're going to close a sale in the next two years, but there's not yeah. been a formal announcement. Yeah. Eh, I don't know, but it's at least fun for us to discuss here. But I just, I, I feel strongly that the highest and best value, uh, highest and best use, the biggest value of this brand, if you will, is to put something in universal or put something in Disney. So. I'm excited by it. I think it's a great move. And really it gives us a, an idea of what might be possible. Cause you take a look and you see what those, those franchises, be it star Wars or Harry Potter looked like before and after acquisition. I agree with all that you're saying. I don't think wrestling would ever become a park on its own. No, I, I, I didn't mean that. I, I think it become, it could become part of a park. There you go. Yeah. I don't think people necessarily want to go to a WWE park, but I don't think there's a, is there a star Wars park? Yeah. Is there a Harry Potter park? Yeah. I thought that was just part of it within the thing. No, it's, it's, it's part, uh, well, uh, the star Wars part, there's a star Wars part of the, of the Hollywood studios, but it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's its own park kind of. It's uh, it's more than just like I, I can envision WWE having a Hall of Fame there. There'll be a restaurant. A I restaurant. think I think there'll be a hotel at some point. I know I there'll know. be rides. I don't know if there'll be a hotel, but there'll be rides. There'll be a, a ride, maybe. I don't think they're going to make a thing as big as. Listen, as much as I love pro wrestling, and as much as you hate Star Wars, Star Wars is much bigger than pro wrestling. Oh, I'm not arguing that. I'm not yeah. arguing that. And, and I had a conversation like this. I don't know, two months ago with somebody, and they said. Well, I don't know. NBA couldn't make it. And I said, man, there ain't no NBA fans. There are fans of the bulls. There are fans of the Celtics. There are fans of the Lakers, but that does not necessarily translate to wrestling. Like you could say, well, I'm a Ric Flair fan. I'm not a wrestling fan. Bullshit. You're a wrestling (laughs) fan who happens to like Ric Flair. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Ric Flair will have something in that hall of fame. Yep. I know what they won't have in there and that's a butterfly robe, but that's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so listen, let's talk about what's going on in 1986. As we mentioned, uh, uh, earlier, unfortunately the episode we were supposed to be running here 
uh, is not going to be available on the network. So instead we're skipping ahead a week Mm. and, uh, I hate that we're doing that, but that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still excited about it though. You know, we're, we're jumping a little bit ahead, but if you're following along on the Peacock network, you'll see it goes from the sixth to the 20th. And that's where we are September 20th, or as Peacock likes to tell us season two, episode 37. So uh, as Tony likes to say, get your cock out Mm. and get to season two, episode 37. Tony, if you've got a countdown, I've got the play button ready to roll. Uh, we do. And I do like you. I hope pond water Dave is sobered up for this so he can listen in. Are we going to talk about that? I think we'll talk about, we go along here. Okay. Right? Cause I'm going to say, well, the, we need to address the, the, uh, the weekend at Bernie's moment we had. Okay. All right. Let's go to our special countdown. Listen up slap dicks. This is Nicholas Downing at Nikki makes music here with this week's countdown on what happened when, and we're going to look at the adjective in three, two, one play. What are you smiling about? I don't have to listen to this stuff. I'm saying that my boys can beat your boys any day of the week. If you're so sure that those two big, ugly idiots can beat my men and watch you sign a contract, put them in the ring, and we'll settle the whole thing once and for all. Because I, I know that my boys can win. Don't put your finger listen, in my face, Mr. Coronet. If nature hadn't saw fit to put something that wasn't in your head, I'd put it in there right now and right here. A BB in a box car. <laughs> That'd be some rattling around, wouldn't it? So we're, you know what? We're heading to Starcade eventually, right? Yeah. We're what? Two and a half months away. Yeah. They're already building the road warriors against the midnight express. Oh, night what? of the skywalkers is coming up. How about that? That's right. Yeah. So here we go. Jim Cornette of the Midnight Express, they're on a road to collision. They really are, and right now, the Midnight Express riding high because after that incident, another incident in which Cornette came in with a tennis racket and hit Precious Paul Edering and then hit Animal and combine that with beautiful Bobby coming off the top rope, Animal seriously injured. And we're going to see all of that too. We certainly are. And the countdown is on to the tournament for the United States Tag Team Championship. As a matter of fact, David, about eight days away from right now, and one of the top tag teams will be joining us just a second. All right, and just think about it, Tony. The Midnight Express and the Road Warriors are in that tournament, and it could happen. Oh, oh. I guess. Let's bring in right now superstar Bill Dundee, Nature Boy Buddy Landell. One of the top teams. Hell yeah. Today. It's another week done going by. We hear Brad Armstrong coming to beat this man up. We ain't seen Brad Armstrong. Nothing to do that. He'll say, I'm the world's TV title. Ain't wrestled nobody. Never put the belt on the line. Just talked about it. Magnum Theater is running around and said, somebody saw my belt. The Russians beat me up and stole it. Nobody's doing nothing. So, man, ain't just talking. Well, the talking's going to stop eight days from now, Jack. When this guy and this guy win the U.S. tag team belts. And I know you're all going to say, the road warriors. Ha, <laughs> the road warriors. They ain't so bad, are they? Well, let me tell you something. You, we think we're bragging. We ain't bragging, Daddy. We're telling you we're the best looking. Just look at your TV screen. And we're telling you we're going to win the U.S. belts. 
and we're going to win them. Right, Budro? That's right, baby. And just to recap some old news, Daddy, Space Mountain's closed down, Daddy, because the real Nature Boy's in town. And just like the superstar said after the U.S. tournament, Daddy, you're looking at the champions right here. You know what I'm talking about, Tony Schiavone. And Tony Schiavone, I had you, Dusty Rhodes, say about three or four weeks ago, you're going to put me in a microwave oven and go poof, and I'm going to disappear. Wrong, Daddy. Come on, just put me somewhere. You ain't got enough guts to climb up in the ring, put that belt on the line against the real Nature Boy and the superstar. You talk a great fight, Rose. Magnum TA, you talk a great fight, and I ain't seen you do nothing. So of the two of you, America's team, just like the baseball team, you're both useless, and you can't beat the superstar and the Nature Boy. That's right, I said it. Fans, action today, and let's go to the ring. <laughs> How do you not love those guys? <laughs> Bill Dundee cuts a promo, and then... And then buddy says, that's right. I said, <laughs> great line. I'm well, going to I'm gonna have to have you use that. That's right. I said it whenever I get <laughs> done with the rant sometimes. Yeah. By yeah. the way, uh, a couple of weeks ago, as we're recording this, uh, our great close personal friend, Mr. Jim Ross accidentally referred to Paul white as big show. Yeah. And I thought it would be hilarious. If he mm-hmm. does it again, God forbid, if it happens again, it's an accident, Yeah, string him up. He called him that for 20 something years, Yeah. but if it happens again, mm-hmm. I think when he says big show, you should say the giant immediately mm-hmm. and then Excalibur say Paul white. Mm-hmm. So on commentary, big show, the giant Paul white, that mm-hmm. would be hilarious. Mm. Let's make that happen. You want us to play dumb and dumber. Is that what you want us to play? No. I would just like for you to try to be entertaining for once. <laughs> hey, are we going to talk about the fact that, uh, <clears throat> Adam Cole pulled your punk card? Oh, Adam Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, we can talk about it if you want. Well, I mean, it feels like a good time since Baron's using a, a single leg okay. grab here. Yeah. So, yeah. So Adam, uh, called me a nerd and everybody knows that he, it, anybody that follows, uh, Twitch or knows that he is the absolute biggest nerd. In the world, he is such a big nerd. He would rather play uh, Mario Kart than hang out with his girlfriend. That's how big a nerd he is. So don't call me a nerd. And that's all I got to say about that guy. Okay. No, seriously, look. I don't. I can't tell you how excited I am about having Adam Cole with us. What a talented kid, and what a great guy. And so it's good. And now the good news is I don't, I, I can, it can just, my attention go right to rebel. Right. Well, listen, I'm, I'm for it. I want you to have a good time. I just, you know, I don't want you to get a, oh, Hey, Uh, take a listen. I'm going to go ahead. You see my man, big Bubba too. If I made one mistake in my entire life, it was letting big Bubba go home to visit mama and not be behind my back because that left a bunch of bums, a bunch of people who are jealous of me open to try to attack me from behind. And let me tell you something, Paul Ellering, you filthy piece of human scum, I'm talking right to you. You saw how unbeatable your road warriors were. Nobody, nobody puts their hands on me and gets away with it, not as long as I got my boys behind me. And you found that out, brother, and so did your unbeatable road warriors. Right there in the middle of that ring on national television, we destroyed the myth, we destroyed the legend of the unbeatable road warriors. And David Crockett, you said that the road Road Warriors are going to be in that United States Tag Team title tournament, right? Well, wrong. The Road Warriors ain't going to be in that tournament. You know why? Because Animal's out. Because Animal's hurt. Go 
Animal Kane wrestle the first time in history that one of the Road Warriors got put out, and we did it. And Ellering, let me tell you something, pal. That's only the beginning, baby. You're gonna pay, brother, and you're gonna pay heavy, and you're gonna pay hard, and you're gonna keep paying one by one. First, we got the big man, Hawks next, and then Ellering, one of these days, sooner or later, you and me, brother, and I'm gonna have my men hold you down, and I'm gonna take his hand, and I'm gonna slap your face, Jack. Wait a minute, wait a minute, don't, don't go so far. Paul Ellering and Hawk, they were in the tournament. They'll be in the building, and so you better They'll watch be over in your the back, building. big well, guy. They're in the building. I sincerely hope that they got an ambulance in that building because we might just make good our threats in that United States Tag Title Tournament. Any Omni on the 28th, the last of the Road Wars. The legend is over, Jack. Fans, more action coming up on World Championship Wrestling. Tony, would you have been a brother guy, a jack daddy, or uh, what would you have been? So you brother be guy? I guess. Well, you could say brother in your promos or Jack in your promos or dad. It would have been brother. I just think that's funny. Well, we should maybe think of a shirt. Are you a brother, Jack or a daddy? I, What's that? Go ahead. I'll, let's listen to this. Champion of the world makes your boy Ric Flair a long Woo. baby doll. Woo, and here we are. Once again, Tony Schiavone, the nature boy, the world's heavyweight champion, checking out his Rolex, making sure. That Diamond Time and Baby Doll have got him out here when the time is right. Now we're talking about Dusty Rhodes, the world television champion, because there was a chair in the ring, because there was no referee, and because he dumped my great cousin Arn Anderson on his head. That's why he's the world television champion, not because he went out and scored in a tremendous victory. Magnum TA. Magnum TA. The heartthrob. David Al told me that Magnum would rather play with his motorcycle than play with a real woman, right, Dal? That's right. All he is is a pile of blue jeans and leather. That's, that's right. That's Magnum TA. The ex. The ex U.S. champion. You know, there's no love lost between myself and Nikita Koloff, but from New York to LA, they call Nikita Stud. You know why? Because he knows the difference between blue jeans, motorcycles, and championship belts. That's right, Magnum. Now, Dusty Rhodes, let's talk about you again. Because I'm going to be in Des Moines, Iowa, and I'm going to be in Wichita. A couple of nothing have been times that the women are clearly starved for a real man, and, and I'm going to put you on the map. That's right. I'm going to walk the aisle. Kansas City to Cincinnati, Baltimore. The world champion. Woo! And baby now. <laughs> I'm going to be there. Gear up. Because the National Wrestling Alliance, Diamond, Ric Flair, the Four Horsemen, and baby now are for as long as we want to be there. The world champion, ain't your boy Rick Flair, along with Baby Dog. That, that, what you just heard, yep, is why you cannot script wrestling interviews. That was Rick Flair's talent. That was old school. I'm sorry, old school works sometimes, someplace. He had all the towns, man, didn't he? He had all the opponents. It just, that's why you can't have a writer do this shit. Unless maybe you're writing for the rock. Uh, 
I was going to say, cause the rock, I mean, all of his stuff was scripted. Yes. So, you know, it's easy for us to say, oh, you can't script, but the thing yeah. is it's good when it's good. Yes, exactly. It's good when it's good. All right. Let's run a timeout right now. Press pause on your playback. Uh, Tony, we need to welcome a new sponsor in, and it's something that you and I both feel strongly about. Hey, I don't even think you and I talked about this, but you know, uh, uh, a friend of the show, I won't say, but I will say that he is a uh, sad news bear. Mm. His company was recently hacked with ransomware. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I do. They, they take all your files and got to pay them if you want to get them back. $1.5 million. Oh my God. They paid $1.5 million to get their files back. And when we talked about that in our group chat, it turns out it happened to someone else's organization in that same sad news bears group. Now I'm telling you all of this because we feel strongly that the way you use the internet has really changed dramatically over the last decade, but security tools have mostly stayed the same and aura provides complete digital security to help protect your online accounts, your finances, your devices, and more all in one easy to use app. Aura provides digital security protection to keep your online finances, personal information, and tech safe from online threats. It's an all-in-one protection from identity theft, financial fraud, malware, scam sites, and so much more. With Aura, you'll get alerted to fraud and threats fast. Like if your online accounts or passwords were leaked online, or if someone tries to open a bank account in your name. Aura is easy to set up. All plans come with $1 million in identity theft insurance to help recover your stolen funds. And they have an experienced us-based customer support team. That's got your back. Aura is a new type of security service that protects all of your online information and devices with one simple subscription with an online easy dashboard. The alerts are sent straight to your phone Aura keeps you in control and guides you through solving any issues. I'm sold Tony. I don't have to see any more of my friends get their or their company's information stolen. Aura is for me. Yes, it is. And there are criminals out there online just waiting to get your stuff. And Aura can help out. And we can help you out too for a limited time. Aura is offering our listeners of what happened when up to 40% off plans. And that's when you visit aura.com slash WHW. Go to aura.com slash WHW to get complete protection and savings of up to 40%. That's A-U-R-A.com slash WHW. And now let's get back to the show, Tony. Give us a little bit of a countdown. Three, two, one. Play, motherfuckers. You were talking about brother or daddy or Yeah, do you want to be a brother, Jack, daddy? Or, I mean, no, it, it's, you it's daddy, brother, brother Jack? I, I use brother a lot now. I use two things when I'm talking to, I I used to say, Hey buddy, or like when I'm going to the airport or something and somebody, you know, I, I take my car and a a guy's, uh, taking me on the shuttle to the airport. I say, thanks brother at the ticket counter. Hey brother, how you doing? So I use brother a lot. So there I'm a brother. I'm a brother, man. Oh, you need to be careful with some of that phrasing. Okay. Okay. But I do, I do want to start working on that. All right. I was, uh, I was trying to figure if, out about brother Jack daddy. Okay. How about bro? I mean, that's a Taz thing, right? Bro. Can I tell you the best Ric Flair story of, uh, 2021? Yes. So I was at the after party mm-hmm. for the uh, NWA 
pay-per-view, the return to the chase hotel. Yeah. And a lot of old friends are coming to visit say hello mm-hmm. to the nature boy. I get yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, the waitress brings a drink, sets it down for him. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, Oh, Hey ladies, let's, uh, and he turns to the waitress and he says, let's get the girls. And he orders some shots that he knows they like from years past. These are not, uh, romantic interests, just female friends. You know, you got those, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. That most of my friends are females. So he turns to the lady. It's a little noisy. It's an after party. And he says, whatever he says about the shots, I forget what he orders. And one of the ladies that is about to receive this shot says roofies <laughs> and Rick does an about face and says roofies, honey, never that. And he reaches over and pats her on her knee and says, uh-huh. I need you selling the comedic timing. I need you selling the comedic timing that, I mean, cause that was not planned. That was not right. a bit. That was not a gag. Mm-hmm. He just had it off the cuff. Yeah. Oh, lay there lifeless. Oh, put me over. I need you selling. <laughs> Got all over me. Oh God. How funny was, uh, was he, when he did a pop by in the green room for ad free shows the other day, oh. put Mongo is- on uh, FaceTime, man, Mongo's sharp as attack. Yeah. Physically, you know, obviously he's going through a tough time. Find him on GoFundMe. Oh, listen to this. Yeah. Getting caught up in the confusion of, a, of too many things, but the one thing on our mind is that big tournament for those U.S. Tag Team titles. Brother, Dream and I, when we put our mind to it, can cause a whole lot of destruction for anybody we set our sights on. There's a lot of good teams in that tournament, but the Dream and I are going for all that we know. You know what, Tony? It's a hot Saturday night. Saturday night becomes super hot on the Superstation. The United States Tag Team titles, America's team, I told you before, television land, when Magna G and Dusty Rhodes want something, they go get it. If we wanted the world title, we would have took them. When I want the world title, he wants the world title, he takes it. Now the U.S. titles, we're going to take them. And before we do, before I do talking, Charlie Blanchard, ask Ian Anderson about the gold buster. Ask him. I'm coming for you, Charlie Blanchard. If it's the last thing I do, I'm going to cripple you, I'm going to maim you, and I'm going to send you back to San Antonio, Texas. And that's a fact, Daddy. The America Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Mega up the America Dream. Don't you go away. So Jim Cornette is a jack guy. Dusty yep. is a jack guy. Mm-hmm. Um, we know for sure that little Elvis is a daddy guy, right? Oh my gosh. And, mm. and, and JJ Dillon, well, he's sleepy. Oh, I hear the American dream out here and he's up to his old games trying to intimidate people. And I think maybe in the back of his mind, he knows that he's not going to intimidate us, but the important thing is. Not really what he has said, but how he has said it. He has said that he's coming for us. That's the important thing. And we've taken notice. So we're paying attention to what you have to say. And we're not, uh, we're not concerned even where it's going to be. Because every day we're looking over our shoulder, not in a panic, but very casually knowing. 
that it's going to come at some point, whether it's in Kansas City, Charlotte, North Carolina, Los Angeles, or Atlanta, Georgia, it doesn't really matter. And I think maybe in the back of your mind, I know you well enough that since we took you out in Kansas City, if there's any way that you could make that confrontation right in Kansas City, kind of a deja vu effect, I know that you would want to do it again. So we're prepared wherever it's going to be. You know, J.J., what you got to look at is the National Wrestling Alliance is the toughest of the tough of all professional wrestling. And then when you get down and you start talking about the four horsemen, you're talking about the elite of the toughest of the tough. Amen, amen. And I'm not talking just about the four horse. I'm talking about Dusty Rhodes, Wahoo McDaniels, the Rock and Roll Express, Magnum TA. They are all bad, bad, tough men that can take you down and do it to you anytime they want. But now, Dusty Rhodes, you've got to remember, you're talking about psych out and this and that and the other. You think back in the spring when you lost the national heavyweight title. Who did it? One, two, three on national TV. Moi? <laughs> to say the least. Dusty Rhodes a year and a half ago, who took the world television title from you? <laughs> so you think about it, and you want me up here shaking in my $700 shoes and my $500 sport coat and shaking on national TV, Dusty Rhodes, it is a hot Saturday night. And I'm not shaking, and none of the other horsemen are either. And Dusty Rhodes, you think what you said last Sunday, Arn Anderson is one of the horsemen, will always be one of the horsemen. The horsemen are always, and you think about that. Just like something greater than everybody. He is always, the four horsemen are always. And J.J. Dillon, the man behind it all. You know something, every great athlete, I don't care how great he is, has a nemesis. You are the nemesis of the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> Let's go to the ring. Arn Anderson uh, going to be taking on, oh, look at Arn in some blue trunks. You know, Dusty and, uh, and Tully here really amped it up, didn't they, on their interviews? Oh, they turned the volume up. And also something has happened that we haven't touched on. And I guess it happened last week when the show uh, didn't, the show is not available. You notice how Dusty's now the world television champion. I did see that. Yeah. So there you go. Look at, uh, Arn Anderson in this blue, blue boots, blue trunks. That's yeah, a different so look for him, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, uh, I wonder if Ole Anderson's time as a horseman has come to an end. No, they haven't jumped him out yet. They haven't jumped. Okay. Something's going on here uh, on this taping. What do you mean? Just uh, Dusty's demeanor in his interview. Uh, and <clears throat> then followed up by Tully's demeanor in well, the interview. The volume's turned up for sure. The volume's turned up. And I'm thinking it. I'm thinking it's got, it has to, it, I'm thinking it has to do with either Dusty has said, guys, you really need to pick it up or something has happened to really piss everybody off backstage. Well, it might be Dusty beating Arn. Maybe that's what did it. I don't know, but I, I do want to add context to that it happened at a taping in Columbia, South Carolina, September 9th, you guys taped uh pro which would air on the 13th. And that's where we would see dusty pin Arn to win the, uh, the, the television title. He did it with a DDT on a steel chair after Earl Hebner was knocked to the floor. Of course, Anderson had brought the chair in and was trying to use it as a weapon. But what do you know? Dusty gets the DDT on said chair and boom, dusty's now the TV champion. Mm -hmm. Now what's interesting about that is dusty wasn't programmed with Arn prior to that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he was mostly working with big Bubba. He did have some, some matches here and there. Uh, one with Tully in Fayetteville, one with flair in Baltimore. Uh, but even after he beats Arn, he's back to working mostly with Bubba on the house show loops. I should, well, we should mention this show aired, as we said on the 20th, but it was recorded on the, uh, 14th on the night of the 20th there at the Greensboro Coliseum. It's not a, a huge crowd, 8,223 fans. Obviously that's a big crowd, but it's not a sellout. No, cause uh, it's like a 15,000 seat stadium. Flair is not on the card. Mm. Maybe that's why. Yep. Instead, yep. Flair is down in Puerto Rico taking on Miguel Perez Jr. Mm. And and by the way, as this airs on the twentieth, you guys did a a taping on the twenty first, but it would air a Saturday morning edition on the twenty seventh. So you're very much mm. trying to get ahead. Yep. And on that day, you would even record the Saturday morning edition and the Sunday morning edition. So the schedule is very much in flux, just like it used to be with the WWF whenever they would have the dog show or tennis or what have you. Yeah. And, and the schedule's in flux and the tapings in flux too, because they want to try to make sure that here comes your spine buster spine on the pine. He invented that. How about that? Yeah. Uh, and you know what? I, I, I got a little, uh, I just wonder here. Here's a gourd buster. That was his original finisher. That's probably all she wrote. Yeah, I would think so. I would think that there may be some heat that Dusty steps in and gives himself the television title. Of course. So that may be the crux of all this. Tully would have been much more vocal about it than Arn. All right, here we go. Let's Speaking see what of he Arn. has to say. It'd be an understatement for Arn Anderson in that win. Tony Giovanni, I don't want to take a kid like that and hurt him like I had to do. Because I make an example, I did it anyway. You see, Rhodes, right here, any athlete knows that if you can get over this pain right here, whether it be a runner, a wrestler, a football player, when the pain starts, it starts right here in your gut, in your side, and your liver, deep down in your organs. Well, you see, youngest of the four horsemen, I've had to prove myself on a tag team level, on a single level. If you will, I had to qualify myself to be one of the four horsemen. And if you think after coming out here week in, week out, defending my title against the top, and if these people would tell the truth, they'll tell you, Garvin, Robert Gibson, Ricky Morton, Wahoo McDaniels, week after week, I did what I said I would. I defended that world television title against the best. Even you, Rhodes, on more than one occasion. So one victory over me, one cheap shot victory, doesn't qualify you to tell me I don't belong in the horseman. I'm going to leave you with a passing thought, Rhodes. Yes, you're world television champion. Maybe you even deserve it. But remember one thing when you think about it. You're one individual. You may have took my meal ticket temporarily, but just remember, Rhodes, in the back of your mind, you got to dodge all four of us. Four horsemen, myself, Rick Flair, The Rock, Tully Blanchard. And when I tell you we're coming for you, you're through by the end of this year, guaranteed. Fans, we'll be right back. Don't go away. Wow. 
Pretty uh, fucking cool, huh? The horsemen are cutting some promos today, Daddy. Yes, they are, buddy. Jack, brother. brother. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh, here comes a uh, here uh, comes a Jack. Okay. Loverboy Dennis, beautiful Bobby, Big Bubba, and you. Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette. you looking at some giant killers right here, baby. Some giant killers, because we've been killing some giants. You know, it's been, what, three or four years now. Everybody's been saying the road wars can't be beat. The road wars can't be hurt. The road wars can't be stopped. Well, we not only beat them up, but we hurt them. And we not only hurt them, but we hurt the big one, the animal. And the way I understand it now, if he ever gets back in the ring, he, may, he ain't going to be the same. He's bad off. And we did it. And everybody said, oh, the road wars are invincible and indestructible. Well, we destroyed that myth. That was just a legend and it ain't no more. And you know why we did it? Why? Because of Paul Ellering. Paul Ellering putting his filthy, stinking hands on me. Maybe you didn't realize, Ellering, who I am. Maybe you didn't realize my stature in the community. Let's Maybe take a you look didn't at realize. Yeah, I want to take a look at it. I want to show everybody because I am proud of what we did. Championship wrestling continues on this Saturday morning with the manager of the Midnight Express, Jim Cornette. You know, like I said, my Midnight Express are looking better than ever. I got them climbed up. I got them pumped up. Beautiful Bobby is flying higher than ever. 25, 30 feet up in the air. He's doing it all. Lover boy Dennis, he's got that technique down. He's suplexing. He's power slamming. And the whole thing that we're aiming for is that United States Tag Team title tournament. We're going to get in there. We're going to take all those teams. I don't care who they are. And we're going to thump them off one by one. We're going to get those United States Tag Team belts. And then, Tony, then we will be able to corner those cowardly Rock and Roll Express guys. And we'll be able to get our belts back to go along with our championship that we still hold. Because we beat them on national TV in front of everybody. Not once, but twice. And you know how else we're going to corner them? No. We're going to go out there besides the tournament. We're going to beat all the top teams in wrestling no matter who they are. And you know who I'm looking for? The Road Warriors. Everybody thinks the Road Warriors are big and bad. Well, I'll say the Road Warriors are a couple of big, dumb, ugly, muscle-bound clowns, a couple of jerks, a couple of geeks that wouldn't know a wrist lock from a wrist watch. And my boys can beat them any day. And as for Paul Ellering, who was manager of the year last year, I was. Paul Ellering didn't even play. Excuse us, Jimmy. Now, wait a minute. I didn't want some more trouble come out here. I don't want to legitimate Cornette. You got a big you beach impediment. Your mouth can't stop talking. You're talking about the Midnight Express flying from here, flying from there. The only reason they've flown anywhere is because the Road Warriors threw them 10 feet up in the air and they flew all 10 feet into the ring. Well, and the Road Warriors were the ones Do doing I, it. What are you smiling about? I don't have to listen to this stuff. I'm saying that my boys can beat your boys any day of the week. If you're so sure that those two big, ugly idiots can beat my men and won't you sign a contract, put them in the ring and we'll settle the whole thing once and for all. Because I, I know that my boys can win. Don't put your finger Listen, in my face, Listen, Mr. Coronet, if nature hadn't saw fit to put something that wasn't in your head, I'd put it in there right now and right here. Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Ellering. I think your boys are a couple of geeks, and I think that if you took your brains and stuck them up a nuts rear end, they'd rattle around like a BB in a boxcar. Did I tell him or what, huh? I tell you what, a smack right in the old face, and then the Road Warriors get ready to go to the ring. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you what, Tony Schiavone, same thing. You, you see right here, the Road Warriors in the ring, and Paul Ellery, he's real pleased with himself because he hit me from behind when I wasn't looking like the coward that he is. But you see, i got some men, too. i got some men that can do some damage just like these two stupid muscle-bound clowns can do, and that's exactly what's going to happen. You see Paul Ellering right there? Take a look. Whap, here it comes in just a couple of seconds. That's Paul Ellering right there. He's a big man. He's down on the ground. Now my man Dennis is taking care of Hawk. That big muscle back planet. Here I come. 
heavy blow for a no, tennis racket. Shut up! It ain't no loaded racket. It's my pure strength. And there you see beautiful Bobby, the man that flies higher than anybody else coming off that top rope. He does it better than anybody. And when he lands, ain't nobody going to get up from it. I don't care whether you're a big, dumb weightlifter or who you are. And that's exactly what the Road Warriors are. They aren't wrestlers. They're muscle-bound clowns. And you see my man Dennis taking care of Hawk once again. I whacked him and there was the coup de grace. Two jumps by beautiful Bobby off the top rope. My racket with my pure strength behind it. And like I said, I took you, animal, the biggest one. And I beat you up. And then Bobby beat you up. And Dennis beat up Hawk because this is a real man right here. It's what it's like to get in the gym and work out. Let me tell you something. This is just like it is, fellas. No opponents, huh? You can't find nobody to wrestle you. You have searched the world over and can't find nobody to wrestle you. Let me tell you something, buddy. You didn't look right under your nose. You better take a good look, Jack. You better take a real good look. But I'm going to tell you, you big and you are bad. You got big feet and bad breath. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something else. You can't beat the Midnight Express in a wrestling match. You can't beat us in a boxing match. You can't beat us singing. And you can't beat us dancing. And if you want to, we can have a beauty contest, brother. Okay? And, and let me tell you something. They said that the Road Wars couldn't find no opponents. Well, now the Road Wars can't find somebody else. They can't find nobody to help them. Because, Animal, you're out of the picture. And Hawk and Ellering, especially you, Ellering, after we finish with that Hawk, Jack, you're next, Ellering. I'm going to make you pay. And I'm going to make you pay hard. And for it's over with, I'm going to take his hand. And I'm going to slap the taste out of your mouth. Man, we're coming right back right after this timeout. Man, they're uh, cooking with gas on this Road Warrior Midnight Express thing, are they not? Yeah, Dennis Condry speaks, which is the first time we've had Dennis Condry speak, right? Yeah, he's on the show. Oh, now this is going to be something where we have to tag you in here, Tony. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just want to say a couple of things here. Uh, First of all, I'm not Russian. You should know that. I don't even look like a fucking Russian. Uh, Well, maybe I do. Not sure. But one thing that I do know is that I'm bigger. I'm bigger than Adam Cole, which most people are never. I say, never say anything about Tony Schiavone being a nerd again. Well, we know he's a nerd. We know he likes star Wars. We know he likes, what's that? you like, uh, he likes that Superman with the big S on his chest and that, uh, uh, bat, that Batman guy with a rodent on his chest. And he even watches, uh, here's how stupid he is. This uh, Shivani guy. Yeah. I know he's standing to my left. This is how stupid he is. Pondwater Dave, before he passed out, suggested that he watch Titans on HBO Max. And the dumb son of a bitch spent most of the weekend watching Titans. Listen, a drunk guy who couldn't even stand on his own two feet, who passed out at the best part of Rebels karaoke, told Shivani, watch Titans. And he took the advice of a fucking weekend at Bernie's drunk. Shatoata. Uncle Ivan, and when he passed out, I said a prayer over him, and I told, uh, what's he, Super Dave? No, Palmwater Dave, see this belt right here? The next time you pass out, I'm going to take this belt and stick it up your ass. (laughs) Shatoata, that's what we do in the Russia. So, Palmwater Dave, I (laughs) I want you to stay awake from now on. And by the way, if you have any other nerdy show you want, we're not going to watch it. Nobody's going to watch it. Who would watch it? Who would even hang out with Pondwater Dave? Oh, well, I do understand. Yeah, many did a lap dance on him. I understand. Yeah, that's what I understand as well. That drunk fucker. Let's go to the ring. So 
we should talk about the whole pond water day thing. Yeah, we need to, uh, just a, th- uh, real quick though. Dennis country said brother and Jack. Well, you know, he's a, yeah. he's, he's a hell of a hand. I mean, he, he knows the Lucha style. He knows the Japanese strong style. Of course <laughs> he can do Southern wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can do it all brother, yeah. Jack daddy. Okay. Would you rather so, be a brother daddy or a Jack daddy? Like if you had to pick two or you know what I mean? Like there's multiple combinations to me, Jack daddy, to me, that's real Southern. I like Jack daddy. Yeah. Brother daddy seems Southern too. <laughs> well, I guess we were a Southern promotion. Weren't we? Jack brother sounds like uh, it's a, uh, a subset on Pornhub. These, <laughs> this is the Jack brother section. Anyway. Um, Pond water. Dave is awfully embarrassed. He should be. He feels like, um, he's never drinking again. He's actually <laughs> shared with the group. I'll never drink again. Uh huh. And it's because let's run through his crimes. Okay. Okay. All right. He drove a long way. He flew a long way. Mm-hmm. It was a long travel day. Mm-hmm. He had some drinks. He went to bed. He woke up the next morning, helped us get set up all day. Mm-hmm. And as he's hanging out, people are trying to buy him shots and he wants to reciprocate and he buys them shots. And before you know it, he maybe has had a few too many. Mm. So he gets to hang out with some of his favorite friends and meet some of his favorite wrestlers again and have conversations with them. But then after a long day of helping and drinking and celebrating and enjoying himself. And now remember he gets up early every morning for work. Mm-hmm. He petered out somewhere around 1 a.m., which really is un- understandable. Yeah. You know, at his advanced age, when mm-hmm. you used to getting up at 4 a.m. and you're sleepy at 1 a.m., duh. And, and lo- let me add, let me interrupt you and say his size has something to do with it as well because he's a little guy. He, he is not a large human. Right. But here's his crimes. When Jeff Jones uh, introduced himself to everyone but him, Mm-hmm. And Jeff Jones once before had said some mean things about pond water. Oh, really? Pond water said, oh, are you not saying hello to me? Because insert mean things. Mm-hmm. So he stood up for himself to a bully known bully, Jeff Jones, known bully, known bully. Mm-hmm. And then when the Atlas security guy said, man, can we get something to eat? He ordered them all cheeseburgers. All of our security guys ate on pond water's dime because he was like, oh, I'll do that right now. And then when he got sleepy, mm-hmm. he went and sat down, cocked his head to the side and took a look at nap. Those were his crimes. And he did something that I don't think many others were able to do during rebels karaoke party. And that was get his picture with orange Cassidy and the dark order and the dark order. <laughs> I mean, it really became a meme. And it was tremendous, but my favorite thing actually happened in the backstage area. And I don't believe you were out there for it. Okay. I think you were running around somewhere drunk too. No, that was Saturday when you were shit housed. Um, <laughs> don't drink early guys. Jeff Jarrett shows up, mm-hmm. starts doing his autograph stack of autographs. As you recall, it's a mm-hmm. whole stack of them. Yep. And it's just me and Jeff sitting at the table and Jeff's just sliding these things out of the way, knocking them out. Bam, bam, bam thought, if you will. Mm-hmm. And the Kansas Jayhawks just pick up the win here. Here's Captain Redneck. 
Team of Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch and Ron Garvin. We'll see you in action in just a minute. Well, Tony, you know, tonight we're going to be in that tournament. You know, Tony, I guess there's three main issues that needs to be discussed here. You know, and all the main issue is Ric Flair and the World's Heavyweight Championship belt. Right. Everybody that wants to challenge him, you know. I mean, you've got an array of great talent from Jim Crockett Promotions, the greatest talent in the world today. And then you've got the topic of Dusty Rhodes, the new TV title, championship belt. He beat Byron Anderson. Well, you know, Dusty's got a lot of people gunning for him. Now, I just want to let us know that he's got a lot of friends behind him. And then comes the championship tag team championship bouts in the Omni on the 28th. Well, you know, somewhere down the line, there's going to be two teams in there that's going to be friends on one side or the other. But when that bell rings, there's a lot of prestige and a lot of money on the line. Friendship's going to go out the window. When that bell rings, you're going to shake hands, and the better team's going to come out victorious. And I just hope Ronnie Garvin and myself can stay in there and do our dead-level best, give 110%, because Ronnie's a fine partner. I've known Ronnie through the years. He's never backed up from anybody. Tough, tough individual. And I hope we can bring home the championship belts. Okay, Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch fans coming back with these men in action. All right, let's go ahead and hit pause right now, Tony, because we need to talk about something important. And it's that, uh, well, I'm sad to say it, but I'm getting older. Did you know this? Yeah, I, I know you're getting older. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, it shows. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. I've, uh, I found myself making some changes in my life. First of all, I drive the speed limit. I'm setting Bullshit. cruise control everywhere I go now. Bullshit. Well, go I, ahead. I've deleted social media off of my phone. <laughs> I've, uh, I've started meal prepping a little bit more Oh my God. and I've quit drinking, Ooh. but the biggest reason that I'm doing this is I take a look at my, my father and I realize, Hmm. It's going to slip up on me before I know it. Right. And, uh, this past April, we went to the beach together and, uh, I happened to get a, a view at the, the top of his head. Yeah. Came and right, what it came right home and ordered keeps. Yeah. Uh, keeps comes to our house every month. And, and the reason it is, is because every, every morning, and I know you always say you take a shower once a month. No, every morning when I take a shower, there will be more and more hair in the drain. Oh, and I had to do something about it. So I tried keeps and they are keeping the hair on my head. Yeah. That's really what it's about. I mean, right. you know, you, you don't wait until, uh, you look like our gimmick attorney, Mike Dawkins, before you right. start figuring things out. I mean, the, 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 the truth is two out of three men will experience some form of male pattern, male pattern baldness. By the time they're 35 and I mean, there's like 50 million men who are suffering from it right now, but the best way to keep it is to get ahead of it. Prevention is key and keeps us hooking us up, man. It's a low cost treatment started just $10 a month and keeps offers generic versions. It comes in discreet packaging, but maybe best of all, they have proven results. Don't take my word for it. Go look it up. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of their competitors. But they make it easy. You see, Keeps is a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. They've got convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications that you can get delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave the house. And uh, as I mentioned, prevention's key. You want to get in front of this stuff? They say treatments can take four to six months to see results. So what are you waiting for? Act right now. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash whw. To receive your first month of treatment for free. Why wouldn't you do that? That's KEEPS.com slash WHW to get your first month for free. 
That's K E E P S dot com slash W H W. Do you own a rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And now let's get back to our program. Press play. So, uh, the pond water story continues, mm-hmm. but let's take a look and see if we've got an interview on the other side of this. Cause I bet we do. Well, how about it? Instead it's Ron Garvin and Dick Murdoch taking on the Mulkey brothers. Mm-hmm. So Jeff Jarrett is about autograph number 70 mm-hmm. when literally pond water walks over, pulls a seat out and sits down. And this is what he says. Hey, Jeff, you remember when you wrestled Tully Blanchard in October of 05 in Tampa? Les Thatcher said he blowed you up. (laughs) And when that happens, Jeff Jarrett goes from signing. Here's what Jeff does. (laughs) And then he looks to me and I looked at Jeff and then looked to the left and there's David Crockett in the green room going. Like this is what I've been dealing with <laughs> because pond water was several tequilas deep. He didn't realize how socially awkward that interaction was. Here's a pro tip. If you ever happen to meet a wrestler in real life, mm-hmm. hello, Mr. Jarrett, Dave yeah. Miller, Utica, mm-hmm. Mississippi, mm-hmm. big fan of yours. My whole life. Great to mm-hmm. meet you. Do you mind if I ask a question while you are, yeah. while you sign your stack of autographs there? Right. And he'd say, oh, sure. Dave fire yeah. away. But instead, <laughs> Hey, you remember in October of 05 in Tampa when you wrestled totally Blanchard, did he wrestle you any different? Because Les Thatcher said he blowed you up <laughs> literally the next morning when this <laughs> meme is getting passed around yeah. of uh, weekend at Bernie's Dave. Mm-hmm. He's no longer pond water. Dave. He's weekend at Bernie's Dave. Mm-hmm. He's slumped <laughs> and there's orange Cassidy posed right next to him. Mm-hmm. And Jeff Jarrett sends me that photo and says, looks like old Tully blew up pond water, huh? <laughs> Tremendous. Oh, uh, that's why these things are just so wonderful. My other favorite story is, uh, uh, of this past week is I found myself in an unenviable position. I had to ride in the same car with Dave Silva, mm. but it gets even worse. He had to drive now oh my God. I've learned from my mistakes. It's not my car. It's his car. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to, you know, play bumper cars, at least there's no paperwork on my end. Right. But Dave is not exactly sure where we're going. So he ever. He put it in his navigation system, not mm-hmm. in his car, but on his phone, mm-hmm. which is fine. And Dave's driving. I'm riding shotgun. And the voice comes on, turn left in 500 feet, turn left in 400 feet, turn left in 300 feet, turn left in 200 feet, turn left in 100 feet, turn left now. Mm-hmm. And then Dave says, oh shit. Was that it?
Turn left in 500 feet. Turn left in 400 feet. Turn left in 300 feet. Turn left mm-hmm. in 200 feet. Turn left in 100 feet. Turn left now. God damn it. Was that it? <laughs> Dave, did it fucking sneak up on you? Well, you didn't say anything. <laughs> this fucking phone gave you seven warnings. It even said now. Turn left now. <clears throat> and you kept going and you're like, mm. was that it? This is what it's like to ride with. In the future, we ought to be able to take Siri or whomever is on your phone and be able to say whatever we want them to say as well. You can kind of, but turn left. Now you stupid motherfucker would have been good. And maybe it'd have woken him up. Maybe it should have been in Spanish and he would have got it. Never know. Here's the national television champ on the national champion, by the way. As Nikita Kolov puts up the U.S. heavyweight title and Wahoo McDaniel the national title to unify the titles to one. Well, you know, Tony, I'm not going to stand here and argue. I think it's a good thing. Let's get it out in the open. If Nikita thinks he's the best man and I think I'm the best man, then we'll have a match. I put my belt up. He puts his up. I guess that's the best way to sell it. You know, I agreed to go with the NWA's ruling. That's the way they've ruled. Come the Omni, we're going to know who the best man is. If it's not me, I'm going to be mighty disappointed, but I don't think that the Russian can beat me. He's won rough shot over everybody else. He's beaten a lot of good people, but I'm going to tell you one thing. I know I've got more experience in the ring he's got. He might have a little more strength, but I guarantee you one thing. Sometimes experience offsets strength by a lot. I'm not the weakest individual in the world, but I'm not afraid either. I've only got one gear, and that's forward, Nikita. And you can bring your friends with you, Uncle Ivan. You can bring Crusher with you. I don't care, because when the smoke clears... There's only going to be one belt. That's going to be the national belt. I'm going to take it, and then I'm going to be the next man in line for Ric Flair, and you can count on it. I'll be there. You show up. Chief Wahoo McDaniel, the national heavyweight champion. And fans, don't forget, it's the, clas- the classic case of the chop of Wahoo McDaniel, the national champion, against the Russian sickle of Nikita Kolov. And, of course, that comes up the same night as our tournament for the United States Tag Team Championship. Fans, don't forget, tomorrow night right here on the Superstation, World Championship Wrestling Sunday Edition. All the top stars of wrestling coming your way. So, fans, don't forget to join us at that time. For David Crockett and all of us at Jim Crockett Promotions, including Ricky Lasseter, I'm Tony Schiavone. We'll see you next week. So who's Ricky Lassiter? Uh, Ricky, longtime cameraman, good guy. We all liked him. Called him. His nickname is Bobo. But why did he get a shout out? Uh, I don't. I was just probably fucking with him there. Uh, how and, about the way what? you started to say classic? I know classic, classic. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It does. It's kind of like starting to drink in the middle of the day. Boy, you still feel some guilt over getting shit housed in front of your uh, your daughter, don't you? Yeah, I, I don't like drinking in front of my kids. Why'd you do it I, so much? I, I, uh, well, Paul freaking Brombo kept slipping me this uh, and these Moscow mules. Even had the mugs. Yeah. Do I know how to, Do I know how to host or what? <laughs> you know what you're doing, buddy. You know what's funny? <laughs> Let's run through that. I had and, a bottle of scotch. Right. Like. $170 single malt fancy shit, like yep. doers 18 or 21 or whatever it was. No, it was Glenn Levitt. Whatever. Uh, I also had Crown Royal uh, Reserve mm-hmm. and I had uh, Tito's and all kinds of like seltzers and, and light beers and whatever. Yep. Good to go. Mm-hmm. And we had a whole bunch of breakfast stuff, 
chewing mm-hmm. gum, mints, every kind of nut and snack and mm-hmm. uh, Chick-fil-A fruit rat, whatever. So all yep. this stuff's there. But of course, as soon as JR comes in, goddamn Connie, there's nothing to eat. I said, yeah, there's breakfast over there mm-hmm. and there's a whole bunch of snacks over there. What about fucking lunch? Well, it'll be here at 12. <laughs> well, what time is it now? 1150. I got to wait 10 minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, I thought noon was a good time for lunch. You didn't tell me you needed lunch at 1150 or I'd have certainly had it here. <laughs> well, what is it? Chick-fil-A. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it went from God damn it. All of this shit. So, oh, well, that's good. Chick-fil-A fixes everything. Yes, That's the does. lesson. Chick-fil-A fixes everything. Uh, you feeling bad. You feeling down. Go to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. You, you do need to, man. If you haven't gone to Chick-fil-A, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't gone to Chick-fil-A because of some dumbass political reason, you are missing one of the great pleasures in life. You are because the food is wonderful. The service is tremendous. The people know how to take care of you. They know how to do a drive through. They don't even sponsor this damn podcast and now they should. I don't think they're gonna. Yeah. I don't think so either. I think, the, <clears throat> I don't think we, uh, we say the things they want us to say, but anyway, so yeah. Fuck them. Daddy Jack brother. <laughs> hey, I do want to say this. That say we it then. Been- damn it. Just say okay. it. Okay. I do want to say this by God. Yes. Not like a wrestling promo smoke clears. Uh, this started in January of 2017, this podcast. Yep. And it started because of an idea that you had, and you have been a big wrestling fan and now a gigantic wrestling promoter. Oh, whatever that one, means. One of the most influential, powerful men in wrestling. Oh God. Listen to this. You have become that you deny it, but everybody knows that. And you're only going to get bigger and badder and more successful in wrestling to the point to where you'll be even more difficult to deal with than you are now. (laughs) (laughs) But that being said, this all started with save with Conrad. Listen to you. I really appreciate that. Well, it did. It started with an idea and save with Conrad has become a a phenomenon across the country and how things going at first family mortgage in Huntsville, man, it's been great. You know, and what's great is even though we're in Huntsville, we can help more than 40 States. And, uh, we've been helping people all year, all around the country. Check out our reviews over at conradreviews.com. Here's a five-star one from our man, uh, Robert up in New Jersey. He says the whole team was great and responded to any questions I had in a quick, timely manner. I was blown away with the customer service, especially Diane. It's been a tough summer because I lost my uncle and my grandfather. So it took me a little bit to get everything back to the team that was needed, but they were very patient and expressed empathy. I love all of Conrad's podcast and I'm a member of adfreeshows.com. Well, thank you, Robert, for your vote of confidence. And thank you for that five-star rating. We saved Robert some cash and we'd be happy to help you save some cash. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket, but we can save you money. Just ask Nicholas in South Carolina. He left us a five-star review over at conradreviews.com. And he wrote Francis, Larry, and Holly were great to deal with and answered questions. I didn't even know to ask. I tried to refinance over a year ago and wasn't able to in that year. My debt only increased and I wanted to give it another shot. And I'm so glad I did. 
your team not only got me a lower interest rate, but saved me $800 a month in credit card debt while keeping the same monthly payment. My credit score has also jumped 92 points in less than two months. I highly recommend using save with Conrad for your refinance needs, or you can be an undercover hillbilly and keep overpaying. <laughs> so thank you for that five-star rating. Mr. Nicholas, we greatly appreciate your support all over the country. Tony, people are saying the same things save with Conrad.com can save you some cash. And it's not really a matter of if it's a matter of how much, if you're in a 30 year loan, if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, we can save you some cash. And if we can't, we won't waste your time, but here's what we don't do. Tony, we don't say no. So if for whatever reason you don't qualify right now, we'll say not yet, but here's how, and we're going to get you a plan to get you right on the, on the right track and, and help you accomplish those, those goals, whether they're short-term or long-term, because we kind of all want the same thing, Tony, we want to retire on time. We want to be comfortable. We want to be able to help our kids if we can, and we want to pay our doggone house off. That's the American dream, not having a payment every month until you die, but owning the thing and having some real peace of mind. Uh, so let us take a stab at that. You don't need perfect credit, but you do need savewithconrad.com. Check it out right now. NMLS number six, five, zero, eight, four equal housing lender. And Tony, before we get out of here, I wanted to bring up one more thing. Okay. We've, uh, we sort of glossed over it, but AEW has had a lot of momentum lately. Yeah. And before you know it, as we're talking or as this airs next week, you guys are going to make your New York debut at the Arthur Ashe stadium. Yeah. And there's been lots of uh, rumor and innuendo about what might be happening there and who mm. might be there and what matches, what, what might be presented. We know mm. Cody's coming back. We know he's right. going to be taking on Malachi black. We know Daniel Bryan. I'm sorry. Brian Danielson is in the promotion. Mm. We know Adam Cole is there. Ruby Soho. We just saw Minoru Suzuki, uh, Suzuki, easy for me to say. And Moxley. Uh, what's next for AEW, man? It feels like you guys have a ton of momentum right now and everybody needs to take a victory lap. We are enjoying, uh, the world right now. The idea though, and, and here it is. The idea is, is you get all this great talent. Now, what you're going to do with it, right? Right. G the good news in all of this is that, and I think, you know, this and people who know him know this, Tony Khan is a, a brilliant guy that doesn't say that he doesn't make mistakes in booking. But he lives and breathes wrestling. Yes, he does. He lives and breathes it. That when I, when Tony Khan and I talk, we talk about one thing. We talk about the show. No small talk. How the Jags doing? Unless I bring it up. Uh, nothing. You know, uh, you know. When Tony Khan uh, came to uh, Rebels uh, party, and we were in the backstage area in the green room, so to speak, he called me over. We're talking like one thirty in the morning, right? He calls me over and he wants to talk about the show. He wanted to talk about the freaking show that we just had at rampage. And, and so what, what I'm roundabout way I'm saying is I don't know what surprises he has because he does a real good job of, of kayfabing us because he's old school like that. But I really think that, uh, I really think our best, best months are ahead of us. I think don't you think that fans have always wanted to see Brian Danielson and, and Kenny Omega? Yes. It's a dream yeah. match for sure. Yeah, it is. So I, I think that's coming up. I don't know if it's coming up later than sooner than later. I, I don't know. Is he bringing anybody else? I think so. I think we got some big surprises coming up. That's going to help out. I think we've had a couple of angles that if you kind of read between the lines, 
couple of angles that uh, pretty much uh, tell you somebody else is coming in. So I, I listen. I'm 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 excited. I'm I I think the the enthusiasm that you hear in my voice is genuine. Yes. So because I'm a fan and. I'll say it. I said it here. I'll say it in the show. I'll probably say it a hundred more times till, till the fans think it's my uh, greatest night in the history catch line. But this is a wonderful time to be a wrestling fan. It is. It is great. Well, I, I would only know if you really believe that. If you said this is a great, there's never been a better time to be a wrestling fan than right now, brother Jack Daddy. <laughs> I need you to adopt one for Dynamite. If you okay. had to pick one, it's brother. It's uh, you're going with brother. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to go with brother, brother, Jack, daddy, or bro. No, you can't do bro. I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't think you're allowed to do bro. Well, listen, boys and girls, this has been a lot of fun. We're talking about a lot of old school Jim Crockett stuff. And of course, sprinkling in some new stuff. We hope you've dug what we're doing here on WHW. We're going to be back next week. And I've got, uh, well, something about living in the country we're going to talk about and something about David Crockett that I don't think you want out there, but he told me, oh. and I'm going to expose you next week here on the program. No, you're not. Oh yeah. Oh, and how about this for a tease? Mm. I saw a sneak peek of, um, the whodunit cartoon version. Oh my God. Fred Chernoff is back. It's going to be fun. Stay tuned until next week. Uh, he is Tony Schiavone. I am Conrad Thompson, and it looks like it's about that time. And ladies and gentlemen, coming to the ring is Jeff Jarrett. Would you take, he's got someone over his shoulder. It looks like dead. Oh my God. It is pond water, Dave. And he puts pond water, Dave into the ring. And here comes puppet with a gun. My God, we're out of time. Brother Jack, buddy, brother. See you next week on What Happened When. We come to you each and every Wednesday on Westwood One, our Cumulus, of course, but on Mondays exclusively and ad-free on Patron. Patreon.com forward slash WW Monday. And of course, adfreeshows.com. Daddy. Jack. It can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late to find yourself at a railway crossing, waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there, you may feel a bit tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, don't ever to the naked eye. Trains often appear to be further away and moving slower than they are. And they can't stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brakes right away. It can take a train over a mile to stop over a mile to stop by that time. It's too late. And the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is you can't know how quickly the train will arrive. The train can't stop quickly. Even if it sees you, it ends in disaster. And if the signals are on, the train is on its way and you just need to remember one thing. Stop. Trains can't.